going to go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We have been teaching a series of lessons on Sunday morning uh, called The Process of Faith. And we have looked at a number of different scriptures in this uh, series. And the first scripture we looked at was 1 Peter 1 and verse 9. It says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Receiving the end of your faith. Well, the end of your faith in that particular context, of course, it's a great time of trial and test. And he said, you can receive the end of your faith. Well, the end of your faith, we looked at different verses. We looked at Mark chapter 11, verse uh, 24. It says, uh, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What things soever you desire, when you pray. So he says, when you pray, what do you do? Believe that you receive them. So you have a desire. Your desire is a desired end. Your desire is to have a manifestation from God or something God uh, rewards you with. And uh, God answers your prayer. And so in the uh, verse, uh, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, the end of your faith is the last phrase of the verse. He says, you will have it. All right? He said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Having uh, is the goal, isn't it? Actually possessing uh, the manifestation of your prayer, uh, the answer to your prayer, uh, God showing himself strong on your behalf. So having it is your end game or your end goal. Well, then uh, in order to have it, what does he say you must do? Believe that you have received them. Uh, other translations say believe that you have received them and you shall have them. Uh, one says, believe that you have it already, and you'll get it. One says, believe you got it, and you'll have it. Or we simplified it and said, believe you got it, and you'll get it. All right, so then it seems like a contradiction, but it's the way faith works. This is the way God wants you to believe something uh, that you don't yet see. For example, uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things, what? hoped for, which is another uh, word for desire. A desire is a hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You have a desire, you have a hope, and faith puts substance to that. But notice it says, now faith is. Faith is now. Faith is present. Hope is future. Your desire is something would be different in your future than it is, it, than it is in your present. So your prayer to God is that something would change, that there would be an alteration of things in your life. Something would be better than it is presently. All right, so your hope is that there would be a change, but faith is a substance of things hoped for, and then it is the evidence of things not seen. So you've got evidence before you see it. So that's why you believe that you have received before you have. All right? Or you believe that you have received before you see. Or you believe you have received before you fully experience the answer or the manifestation to your prayer. You believe that you received it when, when you pray. All right? What well, things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall, future, have them. 
So what do we do between time? What do we do between the time we pray, believe that we have received, and the actual having part? Possessing it. Well, there are a number of things that we've looked at, but one of the things that we've looked at is focus. Everybody say focus. Focus. Well, we use 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal or temporary, and the things that are not seen are eternal. So our focus is on the eternal things. The eternal, well, God's Word is eternal. His promises are eternal. God Himself is eternal. So we're looking to God who is eternal. We're looking to His promises that are eternal. And our focus is on Him and on the promises of God. Rather than on the problem or the thing that we are facing, the adversity that we are facing, our focus is on God, our focus is on the promise of God, and our focus is on Jesus. Amen? All right, so in order to maintain that focus, then you got to keep looking. So that brings us to uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 12, and I'll just look at the latter part of verse uh, one, it says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us run with what? Patience. That word patience would uh, be translated in some translations, endurance. Let us run with endurance or patient endurance. Well, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Endurance is generally built in times of adversity. In other words, you build your faith, you uh, prepare for any time of adversity by uh, getting in the Word. But when you have to apply that Word, when the resistance is there, is when endurance is generally built. And so, we want to have endurance in our life. We want to be able to get through the process. In order to get through the process in that time frame from when you pray to the time that you actually have it or the manifestation comes in your life, you're going to have to stay focused in order to endure. So he said, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And everybody has a race and everybody has a journey. And sometimes that journey includes adversity. All right, so you have a journey from this point of praying and believing that you receive it and until the time that you have the full manifestation in your life, what are you going to do? You stay focused. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't be distracted by what's going on. In other words, that doesn't mean that you deny that there's a mountain, as we have said. You don't deny there's a, there's a mountain. You speak to the mountain. You don't deny that there are problems. You're just choosing not to let that be your focus. So faith is not denying you've got problems or you've got adversity. It is simply facing it with faith in God and trusting God that you can move the mountain or God can change your situation. Or circumstance could be altered and will be altered by faith in his word and his promise. Amen? All right, so then when you're looking to Jesus, the next verse says, he says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. So again, focus. Looking unto Jesus, who is the what? Author and finisher. So he is the author of your faith. He says the author and finisher of our faith. So that means God is the author of your faith. Jesus is the author of your faith. And he's the finisher of your faith. 
He's the one that begins you in your faith, and he's the one that will get you to the end of your faith, right? And the end is the answer, the manifestation. So you're looking to him while not looking at the things that are seen. We look not at the things that are seen, which are temporal or temporary, but we're looking to the things that are not seen, which are eternal in value. God is eternal. His promises are eternal. So you're keeping your focus on the promise of God. You're keeping your focus on the Word of God, keeping your focus on God and on Jesus, and knowing that God will get you through. Get you through the process. All right, so again, in this verse, he says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. The word finisher implies that God finished it. Right? What did Jesus say on the cross? It is finished. Redemption was not fully complete, but all he could do was done. It is finished. He gave up the ghost. But God the Father, by the Holy Spirit, raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. And he took his blood into the heavenly holy of holies. So he completed the work of redemption. But at that point, he had done everything he could do. Now, he said, Father, I commend my spirit into your hands. And there's a part that we do, and then there's a part that God does. I said, there's a part that we do, and then there's a part that God does. I'm the believer, you're the believer, God is the performer. So God does his part. If we will do our part, the believing part, act in faith, believe the word of God, speak in faith, and trust God to do his part, and he will certainly do his part. What he said he will do, he will perform. Amen? And so he said he's the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. All right, so then, Jesus actually finished. Jesus is our example. He finished his work of redemption. He sat down at the right hand of God, which implies my work is done. Redemption is complete. Hallelujah. So once that is done, we have an ultimate prime example. His name is Jesus. He finishes what he started, and he'll also finish in your life what he has started. He'll bring to a full completion what he has started in your life. So we can be confident. We can have assurance no matter what the obstacle may be, no matter how big the challenge that comes to your life, we can be confident God will finish what he started in our life. Amen. All right, so let's go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. In Philippians chapter 1, we're going to go to verse 6. It says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that he, God, who has begun a good work, anything God does is good. Every perfect gift comes from God. Every good and perfect 
gift comes from God. Comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness. That ought to give you a clue. If it's good, it came from God. Amen? If it's good, it came from the Father. God is a good God who gives good things to those who love him and good things to those who follow him and serve him. God is a good God. We live in a world where there's a bad devil and God is a good God. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but God came to give us life. Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. Even though you face challenges because Jesus said in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have what? Overcome the world. So Jesus has overcome the world when he was here. He overcame the grave. He overcame death. He overcame hell. He overcame the devil. He's seated at the Father's right hand. He finished his redemptive work, and now he's completing in your life what he has started. He that has begun a good work. He that has begun a good work in you will what? Do what? Perform it. Perform it. Again, God is the performer. You're the believer. You're the believer. You act in faith. You trust in God. And you know that God will do the performing part. Don't try to take on God's part. You do your part. And many times we try try to do God's part. And God doesn't want you to try to do his part. He wants you to do your part. Your part is believing. Your part is receiving the faith. Your part is just to act like God is true to his word and that God is not a man that he should lie. Your part is to declare God said it. I believe it, and that settles it. It's mine. I have it now, and I'm just going to praise God for it and thank God for his faithfulness to his promise and see God perform his word. He said he will perform. And he'll perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of things he performs on the way to the day of Jesus Christ. But God will so, is so committed to his word that he said he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Well, that means he's going to perform it till Jesus comes. Hallelujah. And throughout eternity. But in heaven, you don't have any enemies. Down here, you do. Down here, you have all kinds of enemies. You have the devil and demon spirits, and you have darkness, and you have sometimes people. You don't have to let them be. You don't choose to make people your enemies, but sometimes people choose to be. Right? Well, you have things. You have circumstances. You have obstacles that are worked up by the devil, and you have natural things that you have to deal with. But God is for you. Right? So he's on your side, and he helps you to get through. All right, so we're going through. Somebody say, I'm going through. Going through the process. Why? Because God will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. One translation says, or many actually, say complete it. In other words, God will finish it. He will complete it. So he's the performer. He completes that work in your life. You do the believing, God does the performing. There shall be a performance of those things that were told you from the Lord. God does the performing if we will do the believing. Are you with me? Now, certainly, we know that there's some natural things that we have to do. Just like I just explained in this process with Pastor Vicki, she has to do the therapy. She has to do the natural, but she's also doing the spiritual. She's doing the believing part. So you do the natural that you know to do. But you leave the rest to God. Hallelujah. You believe God. You trust God. 
and you believe that God will do the performing in your life. Amen? Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. Now we're going to go back to Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11, uh, we're going to look beginning with verse 24. Hebrews 11, verse 24. So in this process, this time frame, we've got to keep our focus in order to endure and get to the end of our faith or the realization or the manifestation of the promise of God in our life. So we're going to go to verse 24 in this passage. It says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, which represents the world. Moses was one of the children of Israel. You know, Pharaoh's daughter found him in the water, and she took him in as her own. But his sister was watching Moses in that little, uh, little boat, ark, whatever you want to call it. So she said, I have uh, someone that could nurse the baby. It was his mom. God is amazing in his preservation. And so, she did, and she basically took care of Moses, the mother of Moses. And so, now, he comes to years, and he chose a different path. In other words, what does he say in verse, uh, verse 24? By faith, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In other words, he is... Choosing not to let this world be his identity. My identity is in Christ, not in the world. Because if you have your identity in the world, the world will control you. But if you have your identity in Christ, the world can't control you. So here, he, he refuses the easy path. The easy path, I mean, sure, he, he's, a, he's like an heir in, in, in uh, the kingdom. I mean, it's easy for him, you know. He's got everything he needs, naturally. But he refused to be called the son of this world. He chooses, next verse, he chooses something different. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Choosing rather to suffer affliction Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Some people, they highlight the first part. I highlight the last part. <laughs> You're going to have afflictions, but, you know, it's not a precious promise you want to put on the refrigerator and say, many are the afflictions of the righteous. You want to finish the verse at least, right? So then you want to see that God delivers them out of them all. So here he chooses rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And Hebrews 12, which we didn't read today, we read it last week. He said, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us or 
hinder us from running our race and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So in your life, there are things that can hinder your race or hinder your forward progress or hinder you from getting through the process from the beginning of your faith in the sense of praying the prayer of faith and the actual manifestation, the end of your faith. So in your race... In your Christian walk, in your Christian journey, period. From the time you get saved to the end of your race, until you go to heaven as well. So there's going to be adversity. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be challenges. Well, when you have those challenges, what are you going to do? You're going to look to God. You're going to look to Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of your faith. And you're going to make choices. You're going to refuse to let the world be your identity. You're going to refuse to let the world control you. You're going to refuse to let this world dictate to you how the end is going to turn out. This is not going to be my way of viewing the future by letting the world tell me how it's going to going to turn out. I'm going to say, what does God say in this situation? What is the answer of God? What is the promise of God? How is the end of this going to turn out? I'm going to look to the eternal promise of God, something that is beyond what I can see in my natural sight, but I can see it with my spiritual sight. Hallelujah. Well, we look not at the things that are seen, but at what? The things that are unseen. How can you look at things that are unseen unless you can? Well, you must be able to. So here, Moses, he was, gonna, he was looking beyond the present because the present, the easiest thing is stay Pharaoh's daughter. I got it made, right? Easiest thing, enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Just remember, all seasons run out. Might be pleasure in seeing for a season, but the season runs out, and then there's the payday or the cost, right? All right, but here he says he's, he's doing something else. He's making a different choice. Verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ. So he esteems the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. So he's got all of these treasures in Egypt, but he esteems the reproach of Christ greater than all the treasures. For he had respect unto the recompense of reward. He had respect unto the recompense of reward. In other words, he saw a different payday. He saw beyond what he could see. A word from God came to him. God appeared to him in a, in a burning bush and talked to him. Supernaturally, God gave him revelation. And so now he has something to go on that is beyond everything naturally. Are you with me? He's got something to go on, something that is eternal in value, something that is irrevocable, that is irremovable, cannot change. Heaven has spoken. God has spoken. So now I've got something that is stable, that is secure, and God has made a promise. Now he has a, he has a responsibility. Is he going to do it? Is he going to follow through with it? And he did. So he was looking to the recompense of reward. In other words, there's a payday. 
There's a payday for obedience. There's a payday for faith in God. There's a day of reward. What is that? That's the end of your faith. But you got to look beyond the natural. Because the natural will call you. The, uh, the riches of the world, I mean, sometimes will call you. Some people will sacrifice their soul for money. Well, God wants you blessed. He wants you to prosper. But he doesn't want you to let money be your God. We have to remember God is God, period. Hallelujah. All right, so then, in this case, he had respect unto the recompense of reward. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt. He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. He was not afraid of Pharaoh's wrath. He forsook Egypt. Think of the words. What did he do? In verse 24, he refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter. In verse 25, he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. Verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches. Verse uh, 27, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Not fearing the wrath of the king. He went to Pharaoh and spoke to Pharaoh what God had said to him. He actually said to God, who shall I tell him sent me? You know, he's going to Pharaoh. Who shall I tell him sent me? He said, just tell him I am sent you. What does that mean? That means God is. He that comes to God must believe that he is. He's present right now. And he has power to change things right now. And he has power to deliver the children of Israel right now. You just go tell them, I am sent you. And what did he say? Let my people go that they may serve and worship me. That's all he was asking. Let my people go that they may serve and worship me. But that was a command of God. That was God's command that they would be able to go and worship God. So he went to Pharaoh. We know time and time again. Plagues came because Pharaoh wouldn't let him go. But listen, it says, For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured how? As seeing him who is invisible. Moses was able to endure. In other words, he was enduring through the process. The time frame when God spoke to him till they actually get delivered. He's enduring all of that test. He's able to maintain because he was seeing him who was invisible. His focus was on God. His focus was on the word that he got from God. And if your focus is on God and your focus is on the word from God and your focus is on Jesus, you're looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. And he will get you through the process. He will get you to the answer or to the end of your faith. He will get you through the process in your life. Thank you, Jesus. So he was looking to Jesus. He was looking to God. He was seeing him who is invisible. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the next verse. 
Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So the death angel could not touch them. Their firstborn did not die. But all the firstborn in Egypt did. That was the last plague. Pharaoh finally is going to let them go after that. He lets them go, and then his heart's hardened, and he chases after them. He pursues after them. And so, when they get to the Red Sea, they've got Pharaoh and his armies behind them. They've got the Red Sea in front of them. They've made choices along the way, but now this is a big deal. But God. Hallelujah. But God. Verse 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. So by faith, you can get through the process. Whatever the obstacle, no matter how big it is, no matter how wide it is, no matter how deep it is, no matter what the struggle or what the challenge, you can get through. Hallelujah. By faith, they went through the Red Sea. It took an act of faith for them to get through. It took faith for them to follow Moses. And by faith, they went through. Then the Egyptians all drowned. And on the other side, he said, those enemies that you've seen, you'll never see again. Hallelujah. In other words, God God not only got them through, but he destroyed the enemy so that they'd never be able to pursue. Thank you, Jesus. So God wants us to realize that if we can see beyond... Just like Moses, he was looking to him who was invisible. He was looking to God that cannot be seen naturally with natural vision, although everything else can be seen. The waters in front of you can be seen. The wall of water standing up can be seen. Fear could strike the heart and the mind, and a person could stop at that point and say, there's no hope, there's no answer, but God gives you faith. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He didn't just bring them out of Egypt to let them die at the waters. Neither did he let them lead them out of Egypt to let them die in the wilderness, but a whole generation did die. But a new generation didn't die. By faith, they entered into the promised land. So it's simply by faith we go through the wilderness or we go through the Red Sea or we go through the valley of the shadow of death. And by faith, it's all done. By faith in God, our trust is in Him. Our trust is in His promises. And when you put your trust in God, then God will get you through whatever you're facing today, whatever you may face tomorrow tomorrow, whatever you may face this week, this year, and certainly we've faced a lot of things this year, but God is getting us through all of them. God, no matter what, because he said, in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. So that implies very clearly that no matter what it is, God's going to get us through. Amen? And if you have faith in God and keep looking to his promises into his word and looking to Jesus you'll get through your adversity and we will get to the end of our faith we'll get to the other side
side and those enemies that you saw, you'll never see again. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new season. It's a new time. And we win in Jesus' name. Praise God. You win. We overcome through faith in Jesus, through faith in God. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your...